Hello and welcome to Doc to Me. My name is Heather. And I'm Kathleen. And this week we are finishing up Wild Wild Country. The story just somehow gets crazier. So Again, it is Wild Wild. <laughs> so let's this just... This is the second half of the wild. Let's just jump back in. Rajneesh is hanging out with Hollywood people and partying with Valium and Laughing Gas because he's fucking old and just wants to have fun, obviously. Turns out he's not even that old, though. He, he seems like he's kind of bored at this point. I mean, he, it kind of reminds me of, like, I mean, you've seen um, Umbrella Academy, right? Yeah. Um, like, in the latest season when, like, fuck, what is his name? Rod- Which one? Just describe him. <laughs> he forms his own cult. Oh, yeah, and then he just gets bored with it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it kind of, like, honestly... The whole cult and everything just reminds me of, like, that season of Umbrella Academy when he's just like, I'm going to make my own cult, I'm a guru, and then he just, like, gets sick of it and he just leaves them all. Yeah, just ditches them. So, for years, Sheila was, like, the only person who was allowed to talk to him. Because they took, like, a vow of silence or some stuff, but, like, who does that when you have, like, so many followers? Yeah. And, and he keeps getting followers, and I don't understand it. Because he's not doing, like, public speaking. Yeah, he just, like, just walks around with his little hands and, like, the little, like, prayer thing. Yeah. But now he's got rich friends that he's starting to spend time with. I kind of viewed this relationship as Sheila is absolutely in love and obsessed with him and will do whatever she has to to make him happy. Well, yeah, and I'm he only sure cares. she killed her first husband for him. He only cares about money and being able to do his own thing. Like, Yeah, he's just kind of like, was it Klaus? What? Klaus? Klaus, yes, Klaus. Yes. God damn it. <laughs> You're just like me. Like, you were still going to think about it until you I remember. I was, I was, yes. It, I mean, it's just like that. Like, he was just kind of like having fun and hanging out. And, like, he wasn't taking it very serious. I annoy, she was. I annoy my husband with that. Like, an hour later, I'll come back and be like, it was this. And he goes, what? <laughs> I was like, remember, like, a long time ago, I couldn't remember we something? We were still talking about it. I know we weren't talking you about were it, but we were still, still thinking, thinking about, about it. it? Yeah, of course. Days. I think days <laughs> later. So, for him to pull away from Sheila, she's, she's going to snap. He's also having problems with immigration. He first applied for a visa for medical care for his back and got the visa but didn't do anything for his back you kind of found out that surgery in america is really fucking expensive he was just doing it to get into the country (laughs) (laughs) or he just found out about the american healthcare system and then out after that he applied for a visa to stay as a religious leader which the government is arguing rightfully so he's not a religious leader because he doesn't believe in religion he makes that very clear and he's not preaching which because the only person he talks to is sheila so i don't understand how i mean i guess like monks have like their vows of silence that they do or whatever like and they're it's still religion or whatever but like i don't think they're not religious leaders though i mean the man had his own cult okay (laughs) he's clearly a religious leader he's got all these freaking followers but i i agree with the government's argument but he gets his visa approved i don't know how because he 
is in You can't itself. be a religious, call yourself a religious leader and then say, but I hate religion. Like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter that he hates it because he is one. He <laughs> has a freaking cold. He, whether he claims to want one or not, he has one. <laughs> like, he it just, is there. He just wants in the his money. face, they're all wearing red for him. And then there's Charles Turner, the then U.S. Attorney for the District of Oregon. He discovers that this group has conducted the largest immigration fraud case ever in the United States. They would have an American citizen and a foreign national would move to a place anywhere in the U.S. They would get jobs, move in together, get married, and then the other person would apply for citizenship. And once that was granted, they would move back to the compound in Oregon and just go on with their lives basic green card fraud stuff. I mean, who hasn't committed some green card fraud? And they did this all over the country, so it would be harder to trace to just this group of people. So Charles Turner obviously becomes an enemy because he's trying to uh, deport Rajneesh. And the Australian lady in this is chosen to be the assassin. She wasn't chosen. She volunteered. She's dropped off in Portland at a safe house of a fellow member, and she gets a gun and sits outside Turner's office to wait for him. So her smart idea was to follow him to the parking garage of a federal building. (laughs) There's, like, no security there, right? And kill this government official, and somehow then the cases of immigration fraud would be dropped. Oh, you know, he's really on the nose about it, apparently. Luckily, the plan's not successful, and they don't go through with this. (laughs) Even their plan to get the guns was ridiculous. Like, they don't really cover it in this that much. Didn't they just drive around to all these different, like, gun stores, buy the guns, and rip up the receipts? But even that's not what happened. (laughs) Okay. So when they bought all the guns, I guess, for... They wanted some guns that weren't traceable or something, and so she sent her and another person Well, they said they got them in New York, but I read... Do you or uh, Texas, but Texas wouldn't sell to them. Well, she said they went around to all these different states, all these different gun stores, and bought like a bunch of guns and then just ripped up the receipts. Like, ripping up the receipts for yeah. yourself is gonna like well, because make them untraceable. they went to New York to get identification, they would look for like people who had died recently or something, use their identification, yeah, and then sense. they went to Texas to buy guns. Shockingly, they had trouble getting guns there because of the out-of-state identification. So then they went to... like foreigners. That's true, but they do love handing guns out. Even if they're foreigners from their own country. So then they went to New Mexico and had no problems there. This seems like such a weird plan just to get guns. And then they took a Greyhound bus back to Oregon because then they wouldn't have to worry about metal detectors. Instead of taking a plane, it's so long winded. Or just driving. Like, you don't have to. And then you're also, like, not on a bus scene with these people. So, this sweet little program that they had started to get the homeless people, to get homeless people off the street and to help them out, they're done with that. Since they can't vote, anyone who had stayed at this point is loaded on a bus and just dumped into neighborhoods. Fucking assholes. They're these not used to being homeless in Oregon. They're used to being homeless in New York yeah, and Texas. These are people they brought in from all over the country. And now they're just ditched in Oregon. Thanks, Oregon, no for way taking to care get, of our homeless problem. Yeah, no way to get home. 
and the regular citizens of Oregon handle it all quite well. Not. And this bitch Sheila is up in arms about how America doesn't care about its citizens because these people can't vote and they're veterans and blah, 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 and then ditches them because they couldn't vote. I mean, to be fair, she was right. They were not allowing these people to vote and they had completed their qualifications of being in this city and living there for 20 days. But then she just ditches them. Like, she's she not any better. They were both wrong. They were both wrong. It's just a battle of who's the bigger asshole. <laughs> so obviously the Rajneeshis don't do well at the county poll. On January 14th, 1985, the Wasco County Planning Department's office, which held the files on long-running disputes involving the Rajneeshis, is set on fire. The fire extensively damaged the office and destroyed one-third to one-half of the county's files. And it's so obvious it was arson because papers are just strewn around the office. You Mike, the best planner. No. Okay. Mike Sullivan, the district attorney in Jefferson County, was also poisoned at some point and also and uh, almost died. Like, it's amazing all these murder attempts and no one dies. Because they're shitty assassins. <laughs> it's so crazy. They are lovers, not fighters, okay? <laughs> and that's why they're so bad at it. And Sheila's just absolutely out of control at this point because she isn't uh, Rajneesh's number one gal anymore. She decides to bug his fucking house so she can know everything he's doing. And the shocking thing is other people were aware of this and helped her. I'm not surprised. I mean... How do they agree with going along with bugging their leader? Like, that's... I, I feel like she put it to them as, like, protecting him and keeping him safe. Because, you know, she was, you know, concerned because these Hollywood people were, like, doing drugs with him. And <laughs> no one was forcing bad. drugs on him. <laughs> so Sheila is also jealous of Rajneesh's doctor, Dr. George Meredith. Maybe he was spending too much time with him. So she produces tapes, basically, of Rajneesh ask, asking the doctor for medicine to die. And he has a suicide planned out. But I've read plenty of stories from members who said Sheila probably edited the tapes. So who knows if this conversation even happened. The doctor does look like Rasputin. <laughs> so anyway, she wants the doctor dead and the Australian lady again volunteers. They're at some festival and she whispers something to the doctor so he moves closer and she injects him in the ass with something and then acts like nothing happened. <laughs> She's just like, what? 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 Did they ever say what it was she injected him with? No, because it didn't kill him. Like... <laughs> yeah, surprise, he didn't die. Yeah, he just said he felt woozy or whatever. She probably <laughs> just gave him like a sedative. Hundreds of attempts, literally hundreds of attempts, and no one has died. I just feel like they weren't very serious in their attempts. It's so crazy. And then also Rajneesh's female companion, quote unquote, was also poisoned. Are we talking about Sunny? I don't remember what her name was. I All I read was, quote unquote, female companion. I was like, a girlfriend? I, I... Come on, a free, loving community full of like hippie cult members? I'm guessing it was another jealousy thing. You know that he was sleeping with like... All of those women. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, so, if I had some wild coat, like, cult or whatever, like, I'd be fucking And he wore too. some wild coats. He did wear some <laughs> wild coats and some bling bling. 
within a world where I could have quit. Seriously, like, if I, if I was, like, being followed by all billions of people or whatever, and, like, was some, like, drugged out, free loving dude, I'd be banging all my members, too. It's just a perk of the job. So, September 13th, 1985, Sheila just gets up and leaves. She makes it out to be this big deal that she left on her own accord, but I don't know if I believe her. Like, why would she do all of this shit, go through all of this for this one man and then just suddenly leave? I feel like he kind of figured out when his lady friend and doctor got sick and she was probably responsible and might have, like, kicked her out or gave her an ultimatum or something. Because it just didn't make sense for her to just leave. she just you know she felt so threatened by these other people and like that she was like no longer the number one that she wanted to keep what power she had and move on I just I didn't understand it but I feel like her being told to leave makes way more sense because on September 16th a couple days later Rajneesh holds a press conference he states that Sheila and 19 others had left Rajneesh Puram over the weekend and gone to Europe He said that he had received information from commune residents that Sheila and her team had committed a number of serious crimes. He said they had tried to poison his doctor and his female companion, as well as the Jefferson County District Attorney and the water system in the Dales. He said he believed that they had poisoned a county commissioner and a judge, and that they may have been responsible for the salmonella outbreak. He then invites like state and federal law enforcement to officials to the ranch to investigate. Like, I don't understand why he would do that. I think he was trying to pin it all on her. I think that like when she left, he was like, "Okay, this is my scapegoat," and like, there. I mean, there's no way that. But they had no evidence to like, tie them to any of this. Why would you invite them onto the ranch? That's like she the people who murder someone, get away with it for like 20 years, and then turn themselves in when nobody knew that, or nobody had evidence to tie them to it. Oh, well, and there's a lot of people that like kill someone and then get involved in the investigation. Like, it's a thing, you know? He knew that it was happening. I'm sure that he maybe didn't give her the idea, maybe she came up with it on her own, but he definitely was, you know, aware of it. And was just like, okay, like, we're going to do this any means necessary. And she's like, I have a plan. Let's poison him. I just don't see him caring about, like, we need to take over the county and we need to get people on the board and let's poison them so that they can't go vote, which I don't understand that. And he was willing to do it any way necessary. And she even said, like, you know, he wanted things done and it was up to her to get it done. I don't think he had the ideas. I think she did. She was the planner. I just, they're planning. Like, they poisoned these people months before. Because the whole point was to poison them so they'd be too sick to vote. Why do they do it, like, months ahead of time? Like, I didn't understand that. At the very least, I don't think he had anything to do with the planning. Because poisoning is a woman's weapon. It's just another reason why I just, I can't imagine that it was super planned 
so the escapees settle in Germany and the woman who was just volunteering to kill people had her young daughter with her. Like, stay here, sweetie. Mommy has to go kill a government official. Like, they don't really talk about her kids were there on the commune with her. They don't really talk about any of the kids on the commune. No, well, there's a reason. Also, what happened to Sheila's second husband? Like, he just bought the ranch and then he was gone? It's so weird. They don't mention any. Like, there's so much more they could have talked about. Anyway, uh, Sheila and Rajneesh are just going back and forth in the media, blaming each other. And I love that she's going off about how he's nothing but a con man. But even the interviewer was like, yeah, but you were the one kind of in charge of people and telling them what to do. Because no shit. (laughs) Like, he didn't talk to people. Yeah, he was was a con man, but you were helping him. You were doing the bidding. You were, yeah, you were in charge. Yeah, she was definitely, she was helping with the con. And he makes it clear that he never fucked her, okay? (laughs) And she was jealous because of that. And now that he's finally publicly talking, he won't shut up. (laughs) No, and he's like, she's a bitch. He's got years to get stuff off his chest. And he's also wearing bath mats as hats now. (laughs) His hats look like shag carpeting. It's really weird. He's got the bling and the dead And there was like glitter in him. I, I don't understand All the fighting after everything's gone down just reminds me of watching that Nexium documentary. Like, none of you are good. Just because you got out early doesn't mean you weren't complicit in any of it. You're still at the top involved with this shit. I don't know that I can say a single person in this documentary wasn't an asshole. Overall, Sky. Overall's guy was definitely pretty like bigoted still and like, I feel like he he kept it. It didn't leave the house. <laughs> he went through their trash. No, he was throwing stuff away and, then and happened to see steal, weird signs. And then stole their trash. He had a bunch of their stuff like He didn't go through their had, trash. It was at a dump. That's he had, free like, game. Anti like Rajnishi like fucking t-shirts and stuff but he also had signage that they had like come here for registering for the festival and he just had weird shit he was weird guy i can't say that he was entirely faultless either he was spying (laughs) on them and even admitted it so i hate their lawyer that they have he's so self-righteous he goes on and on about the constitu- Constitution, how they're being railroaded, and they just want their freedoms, and basically repeating everything Sheila's been saying. And then as soon as she left the story, he's like, oh, we just wanted to do right by the community and work together. Like, shut up. <laughs> you were the one who was like, no, we can do this and this and this. And now he wants to work with the community. Also, Sheila had a secret hot tub room. She had to go through a lot of tunnels to get to it. <laughs> and I, I want to know why the hot tub was such a secret. Like, you had to and go it through, wasn't... like, three different doors. Yeah, and you had to go through several doors just to get to the hot tub. I am not going to There were lie. other rooms. I, too, would like to have a secret room with secret doors that I could open to get into a hot tub. <laughs> it's just so weird. And she'd also been spying on the entire compound. She had a lot of illegal wiretaps. And people are coming forward and discussing shit. And women talking about how 
Rajneesh would show them any attention, and then soon after they'd get sick. Like it was just this common thing. And it's stories like this that makes me wonder just how much Rajneesh was even involved with like the most serious crimes. shitty guy. So I said the most serious crimes. <laughs> I, I, I don't... I don't... <laughs> so... Wild. Yeah. Also, can, we, can we talk about, like, how she posed naked? Yeah. And was autographing <laughs> her new photos? Because now attention's on her. There's a lot of nudity. So... A lot of, a lot of, a lot of titties. Investigating the compound and the medical center and lab, they discovered the exact sam- sam- God. salmonella strain that had sickened so many people. But I don't know. I think it was still those disgusting food handlers. Okay, but like, it's not like she procured this like sample of salmonella on her own. Like, she didn't create it. No, they ordered it. They found receipts of where they ordered it. And my absolute favorite dastardly plot that they had was using beavers to poison the water supply. And then when they didn't fit, they killed them and ground them up. Fucking amazing. So someone had heard that beavers were just absolutely soaked with bacteria. So they were going to introduce them into the water system, but were stopped by wired mesh on the tanks. So they killed the beavers, blended them up, and poured it into the water supply. No one is absolutely sure if this is true, but it came from someone who lived in the compound. And when you hear about them poisoning salad bars with salmonella, it's not that absurd. And at least Jim Weaver got to come forward and tell his favorite congressman, or his fellow congressman, fuck you, I was right about these people, because everybody just kind of laughed him off. He was probably my favorite in this. Because he, he was, like, really cheerful and joking around. And he was very exuberant. He passed away last October. Old Zuber didn't die. <laughs> Rajneesh had sort of given up the religion stuff at this point. Everyone can wear whatever they want. They don't need to wear the locket with this picture. It's so weird that now you can wear whatever colors you want, when at this point they've already gone through half the color wheel. <laughs> Doesn't be, seem like that big of a deal. To be fair, though, they're, they've kept with the warm colors. Now they can wear cool colors as well. <laughs> but, you know, they've, they've kept with the warmer shades. He's also claiming that Sheila took off with $55 million, which doesn't make that much sense because they're not doing great in Germany. She poses nude for extra money. Yeah. Makes me wonder if she told him maybe that they had more money than they did and then when he looks into it people are like no we don't have that much money well Well, then she stole it i think he just wanted everyone to hate him hate her even more get her arrested for something else he was just trying to turn everyone against her and his whole line about you know he never wanted a religion and he's not their master and all this shit but then he's like continuing to do it yeah Full of bullshit. So much bullshit. Like, he's up to his beard and bullshit. But I'm like, how do you claim she took all this money? Just sell one of the, like, hundreds of cars you have. Like, it's insane. No, he's, he's full of shit. So Rajneesh is all about cooperating with law enforcement until they raid the commune, and then all of a sudden he wants nothing to do with them. 
You invited them in to investigate. Yeah. <laughs> and when they started finding stuff, I'm sure he was just like, oh, yeah. wait, back up, guys. Back so up. no one's cooperating. Except for the old mayor, KD, who totally flips. And it seems like it didn't take much to get him to flip. So they finally have arrest warrants. But they're kind of scared to serve him because the compound's just filled with fucking guns. So they're at least trying to do the opposite of what they would later do with Bridge Davidians. Yeah, some mistakes were made on that one. <laughs> like, you did this one correctly. What happened, guys? Well... What I don't understand is, like, they wanted to be able to surrender. They wanted to just But they didn't trust him to surrender. But, like, you could have just said okay and, you know, played it out and see if he shows up. And then if he doesn't, you follow through with your plan. But if he does, then you save all these people all this fucking work. Um, So... Stupidly, Rajneesh left Oregon by plane on October 27th, 1985, and was, of course, arrested when he landed in Charlotte, North Carolina, and he was charged with 35 counts of deliberate violations of immigration laws. As part of a plea bargain, he pled guilty to two counts of making false statements to immigration officials. That seems... (laughs) Charged with 35 but you're only going to get it for two. He received a 10-year suspended sentence and a fine of $400,000 and was deported and barred from re-entering the United States for a period of five years. <laughs> he was never prosecuted for crimes related to the Salmonella attack. Sheila and Pooja. Who was Pooja? I, I can't know. remember. I like how that one... I just oh, write stuff no, down, and then I'm like, guy, I don't remember. Overall's guy called her Puta. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, wait, no, that's another name in <laughs> Spanish that we don't want to say or something like that. But when he said it, I was just like, oh, overall's guy. <laughs> Sheila and Puja were arrested in West Germany on October 28, 1985. After negotiations between the two governments, also West Germany, that's how long ago this was. <laughs> yeah, it was the 80s. They were extradited to the United States, and they arrived in Portland on February 6, 1986. They were charged with attempting to murder Rajneesh's doctor, first-degree assault for poisoning the judge, second-degree assault for poisoning the Dales commissioner, Raymond Matthews, and product tampering for the poisonings, as well as wiretapping and immigration offenses. The U.S. Attorney's Office handled the prosecution of the poisoning cases, and the Oregon Attorney General's Office prosecuted the poisoning cases of the um, commissioner and judge. July 27, 1986, both women entered Alford pleas for the Salmonella attack and the other charges and received sentences ranging from 3 to 20 years to be served concurrently. Sheila received 20 years for the attempted murder of the doctor, 20 years for first-degree assault in the poisoning of the judge, 10 years for second-degree assault in the poisoning of the commissioner, and four and a half years for her role in the attack, four and a half years for the wiretapping, and five years probation for immigration fraud. Like, that's insane. I mean, it takes more than one murder attempt to kill Rasputin. (laughs) Pooja received 15 years respectively, for her role in, well, 15, 15, seven and a half, and four and a half years 
inferred the first four of the crimes, as well as three years probation for the wiretapping. They were both released on parole early for good behavior after serving 29 months of their sentences in minimum security prison. So, like, not even, like, two and a half years. They were shitty murder attempts, okay? Like, they they were shoddy jobs. <laughs> you can't prosecute for something that was done so poorly. Sheila's green card was revoked, and she moved to Switzerland. She went on to run two nursing homes in Switzerland. 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 Switzerland, which is scary for her to be in charge of the elderly after trying to sicken and kill so many people. Like, I don't like that. You can kill them and get their money, take their jewels. In 1999, she was convicted by a Swiss court for criminal acts related to the commission of murder for the um, plot to kill the uh, federal prosecutor, Charles Turner, in 1985. So the mayor, KB, he now is going back to his original name of David Barry Knapp. Barry the Fruit, not (laughs) B-A-R-R-Y. Interesting. He told the FBI in his testimony that Sheila told him during a trip trip to India that they took in 1985 that she had injected her first husband with an injection that caused his death. After prison, Sheila married Urs Bernstiel, a Swiss citizen who died of AIDS shortly after their marriage, which I found kind of weird because at one point, I want to say they thought about infecting people with AIDS because it was the 80s. Yeah. And yeah, I don't like her. Um, I think it's telling at the beginning of the documentary when she was like, I'm not a bad person. I only got charged with attempts. It's like, okay. <laughs> I never killed anyone. I only, it was just like, attempted crimes. I only tried. Yeah. Passively. So the Australian lady, uh, oh, I have it here finally, Catherine Jane Stork. She was convicted of the attempted murder of uh, Rajneesh's doctor. And served almost three years in jail. After her release, agents from the FBI found out about the plot to assassinate Charles Turner, but she had already fled to Germany. She's indicted, but that's all they can really do because Germany won't extradite. So she got away with that one. Uh, I'm sure you're going to get into it. What? They decided to... She got a call that like her son was dying of a brain tumor and she wanted to be able to visit him in Australia but she wouldn't be able to because of that indictment. Yeah. So she decided to fly back to Oregon and face, you know, them in court and they basically said we're going to grant you mercy and sentence you to like time served and so she got to go visit her dying son and like she felt forgiven for all of her past. <laughs> So, well, as long as she feels that way, there was there was some redemption there for her. You volunteered to kill people, like I. She didn't do it well. <laughs> so Rajneesh died on January nineteenth, nineteen ninety nine or nineteen ninety, at the age of fifty eight. I thought he was at least eighty. He looked rough. That's what happens when you do a lot of drugs, and have a lot of sex. Lots of different people. 
maybe have venereal diseases. He passed away at their commune in Pune, India. The official cause of death was heart failure, but a statement released by the his commune said that he died because living in the body had become a hell after an alleged poisoning in U.S. jails. Shortly before his death, Rajesh suggested that one or more, one or more audience members at evening meetings were subjecting him to some form of evil magic. <laughs> Hold on. A search for the perpetrators was undertaken, but none could be found. <laughs> Did you not know about that one? I didn't. <laughs> Something odd I found that none of these cults. But, but wasn't the lawyer like trying to will his life energy towards the <laughs> Osho so that he would live forever? It, or don't, it didn't work. Something odd I found out about him that no one in the cult happened to mention. He was into eugenics. Cool. Cool, cool. Wow. Nobody bothered to mention that one. I mean, I... Do not tell me you're into eugenics. I'm surprised. Okay. Okay. No. Oh, my God. No, don't worry, Heather. We'll, we'll keep our friendship. <laughs> We've argued about a lot here, but I don't want to argue about that. I don't like cults. I don't like religion. <laughs> But for some reason, I kind of am sided with them in this situation. Not oh eugenics, God. though. I do not okay, agree with Okay, okay. And I'm surprised that he did, considering his cult. <laughs> November 6, 1985, the remaining residents, which included both original residents and some remaining Rajneeshis, voted 34 to 0 to restore the original name and it was restored back to Antelope. The Postal Service ne never recognized the change of name at all. It was always Antelope. I mean, were they even getting a lot of mail? <laughs> to be fair. The ranch was reverted to ownership of the state of Oregon for non-payment of taxes, of course. Yeah, and was sold to Montana billionaire Dennis Washington in 1991, 1991 for $3.65 million, which wasn't that less than what they bought it for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Currently, the ranch is operated by Young Life, a Christian cult. Yes, organization. <laughs> and I say that only because the overalls guy said it went from, you know, these, like, free sex, which you didn't make mention of the fact that when she when Sheila was asked it about the free sex she laughed and was like oh, well, yeah. don't charge for yeah. it if that's what you mean um but overall's guy you know is basically like oh that's so funny because they went from like these free sex people to like abstinence only mm -hmm. for like this you know new group they call like, it a christian youth camp but it is a resort yeah I want to go there. There's a water park. Yeah. I, I, I would like to stay at this place. It's know. like the new place that took over where Action Park was. Yeah. Like, it's aside insane. From, aside from the whole, like, abstinence only and the fact that, like, overall Sky says, basically it went from one cult to another cult. Yeah, I'll skip over the church stuff and just hang out everywhere else. Hell yeah. I'm jumping that water slide. There is a forensic files about the poisonings. I remember that. Oh, that would be I remember seeing that one. So yeah, we both had different feelings about this. The town was racist. 
but I feel like they would have reacted either way if it was run by a white guy. I, they just didn't want people invading this place. I, I would say that it's not even necessarily racist. They were bigoted. They had a viewpoint that, like, you know, their little 80s lifestyle was right, and these, like, people who were more free and... It was a small town. They didn't want these strangers invading because they invaded, <laughs> like... I just, I think the city was very bigoted. Um, and I do think that it didn't matter about the whole building thing because they allowed this young life thing to take over and it was but the I don't same situation. Know. I don't know. Maybe it was rezoned because this was zoned for just agricultural use. And these people are here to retwi- retire quietly and that's just not what happened. He was definitely aware of all the immigration fraud. like, <laughs> But I don't know about the poisonings. I think, I think that he probably allowed it and knew about it. Like, no matter what they say, Sheila was in charge. I kind of feel like, remember on 9-11 when George W. Bush was our president, but really it was Dick Cheney in charge? I feel like it was kind of one of those things. I think that she definitely had a lot of power, and they were kind of like co-leaders. I can see that, because he wasn't publicly speaking, so... Anything coming out supposedly from him was from Sheila. Yeah, she was like his little puppet. Yeah. But like, I just, I don't know. I I feel for both sides. So Somewhat, some, but I also feel like both sides were assholes. Some stuff I kind of read. Um, overall guy, overall's guy also alleged that they were dosing people like when they first got there with MDMA which doesn't shock me how would he know what that is <laughs> he's a cool dude no that man <laughs> that man probably thinks that like hey he knew some Spanish <laughs> it's not too sheltered he didn't know it was Spanish though <laughs> he thought it was that poor woman's name no I this man probably thought like marijuana is like no but it wasn't it's not that it's just it wouldn't shock me if they were dosing people to get them like to join because then they're more docile you could talk to them like yeah this is what you want to get with and join us they were definitely dosing (laughs) the other people so it's not surprising i mean i'm sure that they were taking lots of drugs uh, there were also reports of sexual abuse of the children, not mentioned at all. The Australian woman wrote about it. She released a book, and she wrote that it had happened to her children, which you think something like that would have been mentioned. Which, again, most religions. Yes. And then they also don't mention Sheila's second husband, like, at all, even though he was the one who bought this property. They, I did find that they divorced after he admitted to fearing for his life during the marriage. Uh, He was quoted as saying, Sheila wanted to bump me off from 84. Why? It was after I refused to help her kill anyone. I knew a lot of what she had organized as far as dirty tricks go, but I did not want to be a witness to these in the state and federal courts. It could only hurt the commune and Osho's reputation. And while I had little jeopardy, I would have had to spend years in Oregon in court at my expense in jeopardy. 
I left the ranch in late 85 after returning from Germany, where I had been sent earlier in 85 by Sheila, ostensibly to be killed there. Yeah. <laughs> little, little spouse is fat. <laughs> but yeah, it's a crazy story. I too like to send my husband to other countries to buy my hair. <laughs> they love going to Germany. It's so weird. So yeah, she's just hanging out in Switzerland. I guess that makes sense when the townspeople tried to, like, compare them to, like, concentration camps. I didn't understand that correlation. All they, yeah, like, all they were missing was the ovens. Yeah, like... That's a little far. Are you saying that this cult is a concentration camp formed for, like, their own people? That's not how the I, concentration no. camps work, no. buddy. Like... You were around for that. <laughs> so don't think you understand how any of this works. But yeah, it's it's a very weird story. It is a wild documentary. But and it, it feels is... like very little consequences. Like nobody served like serious, serious time. No, it really, it was just like a little blip on their radar. Yeah. But it was only like a little bit of like attempted murder. <laughs> only like at least 750. <laughs> There's a reason why I hate, like, salad bars and buffets. Oh, shit. I do not know. Like, <laughs> it, I, no. Not at all. Not happening. Yes. Like, I won't even eat, like, a burger joint where the toppings are, like, in a communal yeah. area. Like, I do not trust people because I know people. That's like if we go to, like, CeCe's or something. I won't eat it unless I see them, like, this is fresh. Yeah. Gonna, <laughs> not yeah. the first one there. I'm going to need a pizza. Yeah. No. I'll do like the the really nice like Brazilian steakhouse places just because like I know that they've got people standing there and watching the salad <laughs> bar. I know they're enforcing that new plate policy and they're not letting you put your fucking fingers mm-hmm. in it. Nasty. Sneeze guard. <sighs> but yeah, in conclusion, definitely worth a watch. Yes. Definitely wild. Uh, four out of five. There's some stuff that they kind of just left out. Some of the timeline was kind of out of whack. Yeah, I mean, for being six hours, I felt like there was a lot of stuff that they left out that was kind of yeah. important. Um, I would be interested to read, you know, the books that have been put forth based on this, but maybe not fully. Oh, you don't want to read his books? No, I don't. So you can learn about the who. I mean, I don't need to, like, give my money to thrash around and scream. I don't want to give my money to any religion. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. It's a good one. Uh, looking forward to next week. When we figure it out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Off the cuff, like always. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Doc to Me. The opening music is by Twisterium. For comments or suggestions, we can be reached by email at doctomepod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at doctomepod and find our Facebook group in the show notes. Thank you. <laughs>